hello podcast listeners we're back in the booth for another episode of pwc connections the podcast i will be one of your hosts my name is lamont henson and joining me i'm courtney lucas hey courtney hi lamont how's it going it's going well it's going well yeah. yeah all right so it's the beginning of the year cold weather time i'm shivering right now well, you know, some people enjoy the cold weather and live in certain parts of the country for that reason. But we're here in North Carolina and, oh, man, we experience all four seasons. I don't like it. Any time of day, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. But this is the time where we have a little cold spell from time to time and it can affect our customers' bills and their usage and yes. how things go. So we decided to you know, try to sit down with one of our experts mm -hmm. and who better than our senior customer programs officer, Mr. Mark Brown. Mark, how's it going? Good, Lamont. Courtney, good to Hi, see you. Mark. How you doing? Thank you doing so well. much good. for joining us. Glad to do that. Greatly appreciate your time for uh, joining us here in the bucket. And we're going to, we wanted to sit down and just talk about uh, a little bit of winter conservation, things of that nature, but also uh, I guess, how does extreme cold weather, how does it impact customers' bills? Well, the thing you have to remember about when you talk about extreme cold weather here in North Carolina is the vast majority of homes in this in North Carolina have heat pumps as their heating and cooling source. And heat pumps work great. A heat pump is just like a refrigerator that works both ways. Okay. So you, see your, you know, your refrigerator takes the heat out of your food and transfer it to the outside. And that's why you can feel the coils in the back of the refrigerator are warm. Mm. So that's what it does. A heat pump does it that way. In the, in the summertime, it takes heat out of your house. In the wintertime, it takes heat out of the air and brings it into your house. Okay. So that for doing that, because it's not creating energy, it's moving energy. Right. It's much more efficient than other sources of heating. Okay. So, um, so what happens is certain times when it gets cold, like this extreme weather, when it's below 32 degrees, there's not enough heat in the air outside to bring it into your house and keep the house at the temperature, whether it's 68 or 70, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So all heat pumps um, here in the north all have supplemental heat systems to cover those situations because it does get below 32, as we've seen recently. Right. They can do that. So when it gets below 32, um, most heat pumps in North Carolina are electric. I mean, they're heat pumps are electric, but they have electric supplemental heat. Okay. And that heat is there, so when it gets that cold, so you can keep the temperatures you want. The, re the problem with that is, while your temperature is what you want, that strip heating is um, not as efficient as a heat pump. Mm. A heat pump is three or four times more efficient than electric strip heating. Mm -hmm. So in that case, what happens, you have a less efficient thing that comes on. It comes on in large quantities in order to get the heat there you need, and so it uses a lot of energy. And so now you're actually using energy to heat your home instead of moving energy to heat your home. And it costs more money. Right. And so that's that's what happens. And that's true also, even if you have gas as your supplemental heat source, even though the energy is being produced by gas, your fan and the furnace is still moving. Right. And it's running more hours. And so your bills are higher even when you have gas when it's cold weather because you're heating more. Right. For different reasons. But this effect net effect is on everybody. Your bills go up when it's cold outside. Mm. So so think of what he was talking about, the the, the inefficient, the, the heat strips, is your auxiliary heat. It's the emergency heat. This is something that's coming on like a almost like a turbo booster to your system to try to heat things up faster. But in doing that, it's less efficient and more costly. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's going on. So 
if you understand that, then what happens makes a lot more sense. Now, I guess, how can they manage that? What's the what's the importance of knowing how to manage your auxiliary heat or, or even knowing how it operates? I think there's a couple of things. First of all, when you hear it's going to be cold outside, you know you're going to use more energy. So you start to do things that reduce the amount of energy. You're going to have some of it you can't control because you, you don't want to live at 32 degrees. Right. So what you, you start doing is you reset your thermostat, your thermostat, lower the temperature in the thermostat so you take less energy to move in. What, what drives the energy? Because energy, energy moves, mm -hmm. so heat is what moves. So in the wintertime, heat is being driven out of your hose to the cold weather. So heat moves. The force that moves the heat is the difference in temperature. So in the summertime, the temperature might be 100 degrees outside and you're trying to keep it at 70. It's a 30 degree difference. So that's a force, and we know it's hard to keep your house cool when it's 100 degrees outside. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But in the wintertime, you're trying to keep it at 70, and it might be 20 out, and it's a 50-degree mm -hmm. temperature difference. So the mm -hmm. heat is going out of your house even faster. Mm -hmm. And so you have to the energy that you're using to make it up has to work harder, has to put more energy in, and has to do that faster. So it costs more money when you do that. So the things you can do is lower your thermostat, which changes the, the delta between outside and inside, okay. which lowers how much energy is being pushed out of your house. Okay. Then you do the things that you do to stay comfortable. Dress in layers. Mm. Okay. Because you can always take a layer off and do those things. So, okay. you, so you can be comfortable. That's one of those easy, simple tips for folks who still want to wear shorts or tank tops. <laughs> That's in, my in the winter, I mean, layers. yeah, it's going to cost you. you you're going to have to pay for that type of comfort. Okay. So layer it up. Great right. tip. Right. And I in the... And some of the things that we've done with our programs, with programmable thermostats, with our time of use rates, is to give customers the control and the choice between comfort and convenience and cost. And so if you think about, you have, you always have that control. Mm -hmm. I can be comfortable, it's gonna cost me a little bit more money, or I can dress in layers and not as convenient, not as comfortable, but it's gonna cost me less money. And you've always had that control over those things. But right. we've been doing things with our time of use rate that specifies sometimes it's going to be more expensive and other times it's going to be less expensive. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can hit choose between when you want to, I'm going to take it warm or I'm going to go cooler. You can have choice to do a choice to do that. Um, or you can use programmable thermostats that give you control in various different ways. Sure. Okay. Uh, and we're in the winter peak hours right now for a time of use. So the, the time where it's a little bit more expensive, well, 35% more expensive is the 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. I ran into that this morning. I had some clothes in the dryer. I thought I had turned on the dryer last night. I didn't. When I got up this morning and saw that the clothes were still damp, I said, well, I'll wait until I get home. <laughs> I'm not going to go ahead and turn it on this morning because I know it's going to cost me a little bit more. But just like like you mentioned uh options and that i, I had to control i could have yeah, i could have turned could have hit the button could have hit the button but uh i, I knew otherwise <laughs> if the clothes you were going to wear today were in the dryer i think you might have hit the button yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was too late at that point anyway <laughs> outfit change right right so uh back one more thing about the auxiliary heat so I understand the difference of what the temperature is outside and what it, what you may want it to be in your home. But also, what about when it's something you come home, it's uh, 70 degrees and you, you want to jump it up to 75 automatically? What is a, a good rule of thumb or should I just go ahead and crank it up yeah. to five degrees? So in the wintertime, because that's when the heat strips are affected. This doesn't true. It's not true in the summertime because heat strips don't come into play in the summertime. You're not trying to make your house warmer, right? Right. right. So in the wintertime, 
if if you call for a five degree raise in temperature, if you call more than a two degrees raise in temperature, the heat pump says, I can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. I can't make it up. I don't have enough energy. So what it's going to do is it's going to turn the heat strips on. Mm -hmm. So now you've automatically created the situation that normally only occurs when it's below 32 degrees. But even if it's 50 out, you say, I want to raise it five degrees. The heat strips are saying, this is the only way I can do it. They're going to come on and you're going to be less efficient. Mm -hmm. So if you if you do that manually, you can do it two degrees at a time. And, right. and the heat pump says, I can do that. We'll stay with that. If you have a programmable thermostat, whether it's in the house where you can program it to do it in stages, mm -hmm. or whether you have it, a smart thermostat that you can use with your phone, you can make those choices real time as you do those things. Right. And so you can plan for that. So like, the one thing I like to remind people is, in the wintertime, the coldest part of the day is nighttime. When the sun's down, it's the coldest part of the day. Mm -hmm. Most of us are sleeping then. So it's a great time to turn your thermostat down right. and bundle up in your covers. You can put an extra an extra comforter on or extra blanket on and keep you warm. You, you're, you don't know too much because you're sleeping, right? Knocked mm -hmm. out. And then if you have a programmable thermostat or a smart thermostat, you can program it. So if you're going to get up at, at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock, say, and you don't, want the, you don't want the heat to be running between 6 and 7, you can program it at five o'clock. It comes up two degrees at five 30. It comes up two degrees at six o'clock. It's already at the temperature you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to maintain. Okay. But you're not trying to increase the temperature during the higher price periods. Right. And programmable thermostats, you can do that in your home and smart thermostats. You can do that wherever you're at over the phone. Uh, in, in addition to uh, the things with your thermostat, because I understand that's almost like 50% of your energy cost, uh, your heating and cooling system. Your HVAC system. But with your home, uh, I know we give tips, a great tip about, uh, you know, changing your air filters. What are some other things that you can do at home? Like uh, how important is insulation? Does... So insulation. So when I talk about the difference in temperature, pushing heat from your home, mm -hmm. the more insulation, insulation acts as a block to that temperature. It delays the amount of temperature, reduces the amount of heat that moves out of your home, okay? It's basically, it's a wall. It right. acts like a heat wall, mm -hmm. and it does that. So if you put more insulation in your walls, if the walls are difficult a lot of times because a lot of times they're already insulated. There's no room for it. But in your ceilings, because we all know heat rises, so most attics and ceilings have space in it, and you can put more insulation in there, which is going to reduce the amount of heat that goes out of your house when it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. So those are the kinds of things you can do with that. The other part of um, it's not just the heat conducting through the wall we talked about, air moving in. So leak, so leaky doors and right. windows, yeah. you can block that with, you know, they make things that are designed for that. You can put towels there, right. blankets and stuff there to keep the air from coming in, which keeps it warmer too, because you don't have, and drafts when it's cold, drafts feel even colder. And that's a good tip for renters or people who live in apartments who, who can't, um, touch the insulation but they That's can right. definitely put a blanket at the at the bottom of the door right. yeah check your outlets as well sometimes air is escaping out right. of there mm -hmm. and, you can... and they make little foam things you can put behind the outlets to stop that air from leaking in That's, That's right. right. you can get those at home depot target any place that sells those kinds of things yeah relatively inexpensive and when we were having events we were uh, giving them out at our events so hopefully <laughs> we free. can yeah. yeah return back to that one day yeah. uh, also i wanted to talk about the importance of having your hvac serviced uh at least once a year to prepare for uh you know the, the seasonal changes uh make sure there are no leaves or anything blocking it that can also affect the how hard your system is working so just maintenance for it each year is important um and we what have that list of hvac um, contractors on our website that's right it's a list of local licensed um hvac hvac professionals and we have a, a similar list for plumbers sure that's true now 
one thing that's kind of popular in this area, space heaters. What's your advice on space heaters? Well, the first thing you have to think about space heaters is safety. Make sure you have a safe space heater that you all listed or whatever the appropriate safety organizations are. Um, they're effective in, in heating single rooms or portions of a room. So, mm -hmm. so let's say that you, you're going to gather around the family, put them in the family room and watch a movie together. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can put a space heater and turn it, but you have to turn the thermostat down to save money. So heating just the space where you are, okay, is more effective than trying to heat the whole house. So you can make the space mm -hmm. where you are 70 degrees and maybe the whole house is 64. Mm -hmm. And when you go to bed, you don't have to worry about that. So, so that that's effective in that way. But the biggest thing you have to think about is safety. Make sure you have a safe one. And then think about it. It's not like I'm trying to heat my whole house with this space heater. I'm trying to heat the space where I'm going to be. Right. And when you're not there, turn it off. That's right. Just a particular space. And and think of it almost like a portable auxiliary heat. So it's it's still those heat strips. It still can be uh, inefficient if you just let it run and run and run or try to, like as Mark mentioned, try to heat a large space. Inefficient in, um, we're talking money. Because they work perfectly well. They'll heat you up. They'll get you warm. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to they're cost all the you. Heat that, all the heat that goes through the coils comes into the house. It's just not as efficient as your heat pump. Right. It's not right. as efficient as your heat pump is. Uh, you mentioned it as you were, you know, just giving us some of your great advice about some of the incentive programs that we have available to help people. Uh, in addition to making the, the changes with the equipment, there's one for your uh, smart thermostat. There's a programmable thermostat one. Uh, there's also an Ecobee peak savings program. How can those things help? Well, the, first of all, if you talk about, the, we, we have incentives. If you buy a smart thermostat, okay, then you can get an incentive for that. You have to submit the receipt and things like that. You need an um, incentive for that. Right. Um, the peak savings, I think, is very interesting because um, one of the things that, that the basis for our time of reuse rates is based on how we buy power. Okay. And um, it, it, when you, when I tell you this, it's, it sounds really strange, but it's the reality of how it is. Every month, there's one hour for every kilowatt hour we buy that we sell to you, you know, 13 cents on peak, eight and a half cents off peak, um, costs us nearly $20. Mm. And every other hour, it costs us two and a half cents. It's a big difference. Big Whoa. difference. So what the peak, what the peak shave, beat the peak program does with the EQB thermostat, it allows you agree if you choose to, again, choice, right, to give us control over your thermostat. And we have better information about when those high price periods are going to happen. Right. And so we can then turn your thermostat down for a period of time, probably about two hours at a time, reduce the amount of energy you use, save bills for everybody, and we pass a portion of that savings on to you through a monthly bill credit. It sounds amazing. So, so that's again, you're choosing to give up some control because right. we're going to control your thermostat, right. but then you're going to get savings from it. That's true. And customers who participate rarely even notice that right. tinkering. They don't notice it at all. Yeah, a lot of a lot of what we do there is we we cycle your heating, so mm -hmm. your heating yeah. isn't running. We don't shut it off all the time. We run it for 15 minutes and we turn it off. Yeah. And we balance that to try and reduce the amount of energy we have to buy at that very high high price period. Yeah, I would take advantage of that. Absolutely. Uh, please visit our website, FAYPWC.com. Look under our residential programs. There are incentives that typically offer you a bill credit, but there are some that also uh, uh, can give you the free device. There's one for uh, an Aquintus water heater that offers a free device. And there are other incentive programs, one for LED lighting, 
uh, for a clothes dryer, clothes washer. And you can also get great information on our community solar program as well as replacement for insulation and ductwork. So there are uh, tons of, of resources available. So if you're trying to make some home improvements, please visit our website first. Uh, we may be able to offer you an incentive for doing so. Um, and you mentioned resources. We have our, our uh, conservation tips website, our web page, right. and that page is full of tips. Um, some that Mark has mentioned already um, that you can use at home to save money. And we also include links to videos. So if you're more of a visual learner, um, click on a video and learn how to save uh, electricity and water throughout the year. Yeah. This has been great info. Mark, is there anything you want to kind of close out that maybe customers should just be mindful of or or something that you, you as a customer are definitely mindful of in the wintertime? I think, um, and Courtney mentioned water. I think water is an important thing to mention, okay? Um, pipes can freeze. Broken pipes are no fun. You end up with a mess. You end up with high water bills. Mm -hmm. uh, also, if you have irrigation systems, sometimes people, when they, they go in the wintertime, say, I don't need it, but you don't turn the water off right. and you don't open the lines up and air that. And I think it was three years ago in, in February, we had very cold weather. We had literally over a hundred. I remember that. Irrigation systems fail, break. Uh, yeah. Okay. And we were going around turning them off mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I think you have to worry about water when it gets really cold below 32, it could always freeze. Pipes could freeze and cause problems, not only from a bill perspective, but just the cost of and the damage it creates when that happens. That's so, right. So I think that's the other thing you have to think about both, both water and electric when you're talking about cold weather. Yeah. yeah. And there's also information available on that on how you can winterize your plumbing, your backflow, things of that nature on that same resource page. So please visit our website. We'll also be putting tips out on our social media. Uh, we're on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Nextdoor, all F-A-Y-P-W-C. Courtney, you got anything? Just remember to listen to um, to listen to this podcast and every other podcast on your favorite listening platform. Um, and you did mention next door. Uh, we do send out reminders to customers when the temperature gets very low. Um, we remind them about potential water leaks um, and thermostats and all that. So um, keep an eye out for PwC on next door if you are a member of next door, because we are definitely going to communicate that way. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here in the bucket, Mark. Thanks again for joining us. You're welcome. Glad to do this anytime. Thank you. Appreciate everyone who listened to this uh, episode. Please tune in for other episodes. As Courtney mentioned, wherever you listen to podcasts, stay safe, stay warm. We'll catch you next time. Have a good day. Take care.